0: Welcome to episode three of Give a Fuck, a podcast presented by Spark Consciousness. My name is Sarah Woodard and I am your host. Among other things, I am a certified shamanic practitioner, Reiki master teacher, activist, educator, speaker, and award winning children's author. I am also a fierce defender of the underdog, which for me means wildlife, companion, and work slash farmed animals. Mother Nature and Gaia herself, I care deeply about my fellow human animals and believe that when we learn to live in harmony with nature, we also live to learn in harmony with ourselves and each other. I am fearless about doing my own inner work and growth and am passionate about helping create a world where all beings are respected and honored. I have a deep connection to Gaia and feel particularly connected in the presence of the beautiful Colorado Front Range. When I am not busy working to present information about living in harmony with mother nature, I share my time with three wonderful cats, enjoy bird watching, and experiencing all the outdoors has to offer. My life journey to this point has been filled with twists, turns, and changes, as is everyone's. For me, the constants from birth to now are a strong connection to Gaia, a deep-seated need to serve and help create a more compassionate and healthy world, and a love of both learning and sharing my knowledge. Those lifelong constants are what brought me to this point. All of the knowledge I've acquired in the process of learning to live my life in harmony, as well as the new information I come across, are the inspiration for and knowledge bombs in this podcast. Through connection to nature, I help young millennial women and others feeling lost, expand their knowledge, feel connected to the world around them, and live with greater compassion. show is to provide some fun facts or tips or... What I call knowledge bombs, to and sometimes other resources to help kickstart your learning process. Please remember that uh, "give a fuck" is spelled F asterisk K. If you're trying to search for it on any of your favorite podcast uh, apps, the format for this show, as always, will be this introduction and then a quick life update, the satan of the show, and then a quick wrap up and housekeeping. So actually for today's life update, I wanted to circle back to last episode where I was talking about inclusion varnishing, specifically really involving this time of year and the winter holidays and how people say holidays, but they're not actually talking about more than any holiday other than Christmas or displaying decorations that are anything other than Christmas, even if they're well-intentioned, that actually wound up being some really great, powerful conversations over the past uh, couple of weeks. And I wanted to share that with you really quickly. So the first is um, the apartment complex where I live, they have, you know, like that office area where the community manager sits and little lobby space and whatever. And I knew when I walked in there what I was going to see, but I did it anyway, and sure enough, I mean they weren't overtly Christmas. There was there was a Santa, but it wasn't like a huge Santa. There wasn't a huge tree, but it was still very overtly Christmas. It was poinsettias, which are red and green and are only available at Christmas time. There was you know Christmas lights. There was a small Santa, and there was can a candle that literally smelled like Christmas and I don't have a problem with any of that but I once again felt left out and so I asked our community manager if she could perhaps add some Hanukkah decor And her response at first was a little eh, and I kind of talked her around to saying, well I'll think about it which in my mind always meant no because whenever my parents wanted to say no, they just said I'll think about it because they didn't really have the boundaries to be able to say no. so I was my back was up for about 24 hours. And I was, but I, there was like, what else was I going to do? But then I got an email from her saying, hey, Sarah, I got approval to put um, some Hanukkah decor in the lobby. Which of these Hanukkah menorahs that I found on Amazon do you like? So I picked one out and I was so grateful that I actually walked over um, to see her and gave her a copy of that book that I referenced in the last podcast, Batia's Lunch. And we wound up having this really beautiful conversation about how, you know, she was, she genuinely thought that that decor was just, the time of year, winter holidays, whatever. And when I really got to explain it to her, she was like, wow, I never thought about that. And I was like, yeah, why would you? I said, you know, when when your holiday is already included, you don't always see what's not included, right? And I said, you know, but even if I move, like, hopefully now I've made things better for any other Jewish people that live here now or in the future and might not feel comfortable saying something. And it wound up being this really beautiful conversation. Um, and then a few days later, I went to go see my acupuncturist. And she, I know, she she's very mindful. And she's she's she presents as somebody who genuinely tries to be inclusive, but doesn't always know how nor does anyone always know how, right? And um, I was telling her about this conversation with at my apartment building and she's like, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about this. What do you think about what I did in the waiting area? And I said, I get that you were trying not to be super Christmas, but it is Christmas. She had Christmas lights and I mean, it wasn't around and it was in her like, you know, she has like a fir tree out there. I'm like that's a Christmas tree, honey. Like we don't do that for Hannah. Cause she's like, no, I guess you don't. And I said, the poinsettias are beautiful, but they're red and they're green. She says, well, what should I do? And I said, you don't have to go super religious and put up a menorah. Just find some dreidels. And I gave her the whole history of the dreidel game. And how it's actually more than a game. It was actually a way for Jews to protect themselves while they were studying and, and being in their religion. And the bad dudes, pick a time in history, bad dudes, would march into town to try to hurt them. And so they could put their study materials, their Hebrew materials away, and they would pull out dreidels. And it would look like they were playing a game rather than doing something subversive that they weren't supposed to do. Um and I said, you could put that, you know, you could put the story out there. You could put out, you know, the directions and people could play the dreidel game while they're waiting. Um, I said, you know, that would be a super fun and educational thing. She says, yeah, but what about all the other holidays? I said, I hear you. If you're going to include one, you should include them all. But also think about your demographic of who's coming in this building. Do you have people who celebrate Kwanzaa coming in this building? If you don't, you don't need to worry about it. If you do, ask them what they might like to see. She's like, Oh, okay. I can do that. She's like, but it's so much work. I said, Well, if it's so much work, then don't do anything. Then you don't include, then you don't have to worry about being inclusive or not because you're just saying, I'm doing nothing. So it wound up being this really great conversation. Um, and I wanted to share all of that with you because a, I wanted to give you some closure, but B, I also wanted you to realize that like you can speak up and you can, you can make a difference when you say something. If you approach it, In a polite way, right? Like if I had gone into either of them and I was just like rip pissed off the way that I was venting on the podcast, it wouldn't have gone so well. Um, But if you work through your emotions first and then you have that conversation, it can go really well. So I wanted to share that with you and shout outs to both of them for being amazing So for the seitan today, I actually have a really cool thing to share with you guys. Um, so I always talk about how you know we should be listening to, to Earth, to nature, because there's so much that we can learn and, and all of that is true. But I found this amazing article um, from not that long ago, it was just back from November 13th, um, about how Earth is also listening all the time. And it's pretty incredible. So, the article I'm going to link to it in the show notes for you, of course. Um, but so the it talks it's actually talking specifically about fungi, so mushrooms, um, and how they are literally like the first thing that grows, and they also are the last piece of like the life cycle because they compost everything back into the ecosystem. So they're super important, even though like mushrooms, who cares? Right. Um, but they're actually like super, super important to our ecosystem. And so this, this study that they did with mushrooms, um, in the early 2000s, there was actually a series of them. They discovered this really cool thing. Mushrooms, although they have zero ears or auditory organs actually respond to sound high frequencies actually inhibit their growth and low frequency sound waves actually stimulate their growth. And so they actually figured out that like during a thun... And they've known for a while that mushrooms seem more likely to be hit by, by lightning than, than other plants. And there's a reason for this. And so the, the low sound waves of the thunder tell the mushrooms, oh, get ready, because they need a lot of water to grow, right? And so the low sounds of the thunder are like, okay, get ready. And when they, when they start vibrating because they're getting ready to grow, the lightning is actually attracted to them. And that electricity helps stimulate their growth process, it's pretty cool how that, like, nature just d- does all that, right? We didn't have to do anything with that. Nature did that all by itself. Um, so it's pretty amazing. And so um this got me really thinking. Like, everything has a vibration, right? Th- th- sound, thunder, uh, music, everything, like, everything has a vibration. And quantum physicists will tell you that. Everything vibrates. The, the desk... Um, that my computer is sitting on, the, the chair you're sitting on, it all, everything vibrates. Everything, everything, everything. And so the vibrations are obviously vital to like how nature works with itself. But we as humans, like we can, as I always say, we can learn to listen to nature. But I don't just mean that in like a metaphysical way. I mean in like a very literal way. We can learn to listen to what nature is saying and if not communicate per se at least like understand what's being asked of us understand what we knew, need to do to be more harmonious with the planet with ourselves with you know all the other animals on the planet and i think this is pretty amazing i am not a scientist by any means i don't i don't know for sure like how we could do that but I do remember, I think it was, I meant to look this up and I forgot, but I think it was that sci-fi movie, um, Strange and, In- Strange Encounters of the Third Kind, um, or something along those lines. If somebody knows the exact movie, please feel free to message me on social media and let me know. Um, but I think that was the name of it, where they, the, the concept of the movie was that, like, aliens were coming to Earth and we were trying to figure out how to communicate with them. And ultimately, what, we wound up doing was using music to communicate because vibrations are a universal language. Like people say math is a universal language. Being a math dunce, I disagree, but sound, like even if you're not a musician, even if you're tone deaf, you can still feel the emotion in sound, right? That's why every TV show, every movie has a soundtrack even people who have lost their hearing or were born without the same type of hearing that you and I have they can put their hands or whatever on a speaker when the music, if they turn up the music loud enough and they can feel the vibrations and they can understand what is trying to be conveyed with that music through the vibrations so this this whole thing i don't even really know like i just it feels like there's so many possibilities with it like we could we could potentially learn to actually use sound and vibrations and music to actually have a conversation with plants, with animals, with the earth herself. Obviously, we're a long way from that, but I think that the possibility of that is so amazing and so cool. Um, but in the meantime, until science figures that out, I, there's also things you individually could do at home, right? Um, I'm always a big advocate of developing some sort of a spiritual practice. And so to be clear, a spiritual practice fits into any religious belief you already have. And you also do not have to have a religious belief or even believe in God to have a spiritual practice. A spiritual practice is really just about navigating your way back to your own self. And it can look like many different things. It could be meditation. It could be um forest bathing, it could be sound healing, um whatever, you know, it's really about what works for you in your life. And really the only requirement is that it brings you joy and helps you heal. That's it. Um and obviously, you know, let's not hurt others in the process, right? That should go without saying, but just in case. So when I, I feel like when you tap into that spiritual practice Whatever it winds up being, you're tapping into that vibration, right, or all of those vibrations, and you learn to understand what they mean coming at you, right. So, like with for me, like I have um, tra- training as a Reiki master teacher and training in shamanism, and with Reiki specifically, like they actually do what they call an attunement with every level of it which changes the vibration of your body. And you do start to feel vibrations around you differently. It's also what I call like your gut instinct, right? Like, even if you're not super in tune, like you could walk into a room and you're like, whoa, like there was such people in here were just fighting and they stopped because I walked in the room or whatever, right? Or, whoa, we could cut the tension in here with a knife, right? That's because of the vibrations that you that you're feeling. And when you learn to work with those and pick up on what they mean and what they're trying to tell you about your daily life and how you're living and what decisions you're trying to make, you start to do so in a way that's more aligned with the planet and the universe and therefore your life and your mission and your purpose. These vibrations are super cool. And I love that there's now science that's looking at them. Quantum physics, yes, and that's been doing it for a while, but also this study with mushrooms. I think it's pretty amazing that this is all happening around us. And people, we're not even aware of it, right? I mean, did you know before today that mushrooms responded to thunder? I didn't. And I think that's pretty cool. So um, I hope you will read the article and continue to investigate any and all of this vibration stuff that struck you for now i'm going to move on to housekeeping but please do let me know if you stumble on anything else cool like that you can always dm me on social media so speaking of that you can on social media you can find me on instagram facebook youtube pinterest and linkedin and with the exception of linkedin my username on all of those is spark consciousness um, I would love to encourage you to sign up for the waiting list for my online course. If you want to learn more about how to live in harmony with nature, there will be a link for that in the show notes as well. I'm also, as I've mentioned, going to be coming out with a digital magazine um, in October of next year. So more on that later. Again, I don't, I don't know what the next show is going to be because, yeah, don't know. Um, surprise. I hope you like surprises because chances are most of the time I'm not gonna know what's coming up for the next one. Um, I can say that um as far as you know the the what is going on in my life and, and business updates, I have started working with um an email marketing coach who's amazing. Thank you, Allie. Um I've also started working with a YouTube coach named Jennifer, she's over in the UK and she is fabulous. Um Working on um, recording the videos for the online course. That's going to be happening very soon. I've um, been practicing with the teleprompter. Let me just tell you, that's a trip. <laughs> um, it's actually not as hard as I was led to believe it was going to be, but it's definitely a little bit different. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's about all that's going on. I, I am... I d- oh, you know what? I did find... So there's, um, there's something that happens in Colorado, and I don't know if it happens everywhere, called frozen waterfalls. And I guess what happens is when the when the falls come down the rocks, like it doesn't happen for ones that don't touch rocks, but for falls that touch rocks, apparently the rocks get cold enough that the water freezes. And so you wind up with a frozen waterfall. And there's a bunch of them in Colorado that you can go. Some people will hike and climb like with a pickaxe. That is not me, but I'm planning some adventures to go at least look at them and hike out to them and take pictures and go, oh, so pretty. Um, so that's on my list of adventures that I'm planning. Um, Yeah. All right. I think that is officially it. So if you, you know, have any other topic ideas or anything else, like I said, just DM me on social media. Otherwise, have a great couple of weeks and continue to expand your knowledge, feel the connections, and live with compassion.